Hi friends, I'm Tierney. I'm Katie. And I'm Shelby. And we're Dead Dead Drunk. Best pallies, welcome to the Tiernisode. <laughs> hey. I don't know why I said that. I'm really sorry. I apologize. So what's up? What? <laughs> <laughs> so, have we never been friends before? That was the most awkward thing I've ever said. Do I even know you? I don't know. Let's try an icebreaker. How okay. much does a polar bear weigh? <laughs> Enough to break the ice. Can I say it, but better? Yeah, say it. How much does an iceberg weigh? Not enough to break the Titanic. Oh wait, no, I said oh, that wrong. No. Oh, the I Titanic's said, but it was though. Yeah, I know. What what was the joke? I saw it on one of those memes. <laughs> Comment below if you remember. <laughs> the Titanic actually sunk on my birthday, so it's like things were going down. Yeah, hit, uh, the Titanic sunk completely, and Abraham Lincoln also died on my birthday, and it's tax day, so it might be the worst day in history to ever happen. Is this bitch okay? Purely because it's on tax day is why I remember your birthday every single year. That's what I tell people. I say I'm a tax baby, and they're like, "Oh yeah, April fifteenth." All right. Well, Wait, let's. But also every that. April, I take time to reflect on the Titanic. Aww, just like 9-11 you know it it got hit like in the morning on april 12th and like didn't on april 13th or 14th and it took the 14th it took like all night to fucking sink wow. can you imagine being in peril for that long yeah i mean my boyfriend's name is jack tierney can you shut the fuck up okay. <laughs> guys tierney's fucked up I, okay listen to watch me watch the fucking glass there I'm usually the most sober one here and tonight maybe i had a couple too many glasses of wine couple too many but that's that's your right fun. as a working woman in america thank you it's been a whole two weeks almost she started drinking at work no i did not start <laughs> drinking at work karen don't believe her okay karen. sorry karen. i want to start on my case because it is a super intriguing one but I heard first this is one of the longest ones you've had it's a mini sode so um she's being sarcastic but first i want to talk to you about the cocktail and yes it's me tierney talking about it for a second yeah fuck y'all because i have a personal connection to this case and I will tell you later about how I am personally connected to it. But so I texted this friend of mine. Um, our case is taking place in Westerlo, New York. And so I texted my friends who have the connection, really. And I said, do you have any recommendations for a drink to do for this case? And my friend said that she feels guilty because she knew the the victim and he used to come into her deli for alcohol all the time and she would bring him up and she just doesn't remember anything specific about what he ordered and so i said okay well is there like a staple of the area that you guys like to drink and she's like oh we drink tall boys or six packs but nothing really specific so she texted one of her friends and said if you had to classify Westerlo as an alcoholic beverage, what would it be? And her friend said whiskey because it's sometimes all out of control, but most of the time it goes down pretty smooth, which I thought was (laughs) pretty hysterical. So this week we're just going to do a regular whiskey sour because Nina said to add sour mix because although it usually goes down smooth, this case definitely doesn't. 
So we're just doing a shot of whiskey and then sour mix to top it off. You can garnish it with a cherry. It's super fun. It's a classic drink. It's definitely a delicious drink and it goes with our place. So that's what we're going to do. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So without further ado, let's get into the mini sode. And this case is about Gabriel Philby Zecchi. Hmm. That's some name. What a freaking name. Okay. So on the morning of Monday, July 30th of 2012, at approximately 8.30 a.m., Tracy Zecchi looked very distraught. She was wrapped in a blanket sitting on the porch of her apartment in Westerlo, New York. She looked so distraught, in fact, that her sister-in-law noticed her and went to check on her to make sure that she was okay. At some point in their conversation, Tracy Zecchi made a comment that she was worried about her son, that something was wrong with him. Tracy's son, Gabriel, suffered from cerebral palsy. Despite this, Gabriel lived a good life, and him and his mother, Tracy, were very, very close. Because of his disability, although Gabriel was 22 years old, he was completely dependent on his mother. She was described as being his whole world. He would always need a caregiver, and Tracy was always that for him. Tracy's sister-in-law and Gabriel's aunt was the relative that came to check on her, and she was obviously concerned for Gabriel by the way that Tracy was acting. What Gabriel's aunt found inside the Zechi apartment when she walked inside would shock and horrify her, giving her what I can only assume were full body chills. Spooky. The body of Gabriel Philby Zechi was found on the floor of the apartment in a pool of blood. He was obviously dead. Aww. When authorities arrived on the scene, they determined that Gabriel's body had been lying on the floor of the apartment for five days. What? 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 No murder weapon was found inside the apartment, and Gabe's death was initially ruled as suspicious. Well, good, because it's pretty suspicious. (laughs) It's It's real spook. So upon being taken in for questioning, Tracy was not much of a help to detectives. She told them that she remembered absolutely nothing, which doesn't really make sense because she was living in the apartment with her son's dead body on the floor in her apartment for five days. I mean, I can't really remember yesterday. Yeah, but wouldn't you think that if you had a dead body in your apartment for five days, you might remember something? Maybe that's what she meant by Gabriel's acting weird. Wow, that was weird. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But yeah, how did she not notice? She's like, oh, something might be wrong. I'm worried about him. Like, yeah, he's he's dead on the floor. Dead on the floor, yeah. (laughs) so it's also important to note that at tracy's questioning detectives discovered noticeable bruising and lacerations on her arm which to them may have been a sign that gabriel had become violent with her as she was his full-time caregiver sometimes people with like severe disabilities will be violent not meaning to but just because it's Mm, yeah part of how they act so they're not sure if it's because he was struggling in defense with her or maybe he had just gotten violent with her in the past When asked about this, though, Tracy said she didn't remember how she obtained these injuries. She said the last thing she remembered was watching the Yankees game on July 22nd. And everything between then and when her sister-in-law arrived at the crime scene was a complete blur. She remembered nothing. She remembers nothing from those five days that he's been lying on the floor. No, That's a little suspicious. But she's like just sitting on the couch, like feet away from his body. Right. Yep. Okay. Okay. That Mm -hmm. seems all it all adds up. Everything from investigation discovery shows tells me to look directly at her. Yeah. 
Because she wasn't providing them with much, all police could really do at this point was wait for the autopsy results. The autopsy determined that Gabriel had died due to a stab wound to his chest and multiple skull fractures caused by blunt force trauma. The investigation of his death was now changed from suspicious to homicide. I feel like you could have made that determination immediately. I mean, with the head stuff, it could have been a fall. But if there's a stab wound in somebody's chest, I feel like you don't even really need an autopsy. You can just see that that with your eyeballs. Yeah, I'm sure that they probably knew that before, but they had to wait for the autopsy to officially rule it. Mm. At least that's what they released to the public. Okay. So police also questioned the Zetchi's landlord, Peter Rufa, who I will get back to later. What he had to say put the life of the Zetchi's into perspective for police. Tracy had recently lost her job from two different restaurants. The family had little to no money, and Rufa gave them until the end of June to move out, since they could no longer pay the rent. About three days before the end of June, Gabe went down to the deli below their apartment that Rufa owned, and Rufa asked Gabe how the moving was going. He hadn't seen any boxes or trucks, and he wanted to make sure that they were on the way out, because that's what he gave them the deadline for, that they had to be out by the end of June. Gabriel reportedly had no idea that they were supposed to be moving out whatsoever. Because Tracy hadn't said a thing to him, he, he didn't know that that was a thing. She did keep coming up with excuses when talking to Rufa, though, including things like, the moving truck was going to be here, but then it broke down, so it's going to come next month, etc., etc. He allowed them to pay day by day until the day they could move out, until one day, a $25 check that Tracy had written bounced. They were completely broke. They had no money. That's rough. Me too, though. (laughs) Same. (laughs) So upon searching the dumpster next to the apartment, police found the murder weapons. There was a hammer and a knife that was completely bent at like almost a 90 degree angle. Hmm. There were also blood soaked clothes and blood soaked sheets in the garbage bag with the weapons. When tested, the blood matched both Gabriel and Tracy. Due to this, Tracy was convicted of the murder of her son, Gabriel Philby Zecchi, and was sentenced to 18 to 20 years in prison, a crime that she says she still cannot remember committing. Oh, my gosh. She probably would have gotten more years than that, I would assume. But I think that they kind of ruled it as like a psychosis almost because she really doesn't remember any of it. Wow. So in the article that I read from the Altamont Enterprise, which was a local newspaper, they discussed how important it is to monitor the mental health of not only disabled individuals, but also of their caretakers. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. It is believed by some that the task of caring for her son became to be too much for her and she snapped. The article then discusses the five filicides. And for those who don't know, filicide is just a term for when parents kill their own children. Yeah, I was getting a real family annihilator vibe. Like as soon as you were saying stuff about the bank account, that really just pointed to the financial motivator for family annihilators like John Liz. And interestingly enough, financial means is not listed in this article at all as one of the five filicides. What are they? But that sounds like what it was that snapped Tracy. She, I mean, I don't know how she remembered which restaurant to go to for a job if she couldn't remember 
where her son was when mm-hmm. he was right there. But, mm-hmm. you know, it sounds like she couldn't make ends meet anymore. And the only option she saw was the same option that John List saw, which was just one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that definitely had to be part of it. But Dr. Resnick, who was quoted a lot in this article, did not have that really as one of his five filicides. He coined this term and his ideas as well as his data are quoted often throughout the article. Resnick states that one of every 33 homicides is a filicide. So one of every 33 murders is a parent murdering their child. Ooh. He explains that there are five different types of filicides and they are as follows. The first one is altruistic or out of love. Resnick breaks this down into two subcategories. Extended suicide is the first one where the parent is depressed and will take their child with them to do what they believe is right for them. They're taking them to a better place for both of them because they are so depressed that they think that death is the only option. And they don't want to leave their child in this like horrid world, if that makes sense. Not really makes sense, but you get it. (laughs) (laughs) The second subcategory of this is where the parent believes the child would be better off dead. In cases where the parents believe their child is possessed by the devil. (laughs) This is literally what it said. Or that they're extremely ill and they do it as a form of euthanasia, as almost like an assisted suicide to end their suffering. So that's that's all under the altruistic first category of filicide. There's going to be a lot of these. (laughs) There's four more. Four more with subcategories? No, 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 no. Okay. (laughs) So number two, Resnick said is the least common type of filicide, and that is spousal revenge. This only makes up about 4% of filicides. But it's super fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened in, uh, in England recently did you send me that story yeah i send them really fucked up stories throughout the day they never expect it they're having they're having a good day and it's always like not nothing great like the title is just like crazy bitch ripped off someone's dick and then ate it for breakfast (laughs) no i know my phone flashes then i'm like it's like katie sent you a snapchat and i'm like uh Uh, (laughs) what horrible thing happened today (laughs) sorry guys i'm just trying to keep you updated it's okay. That one really fucked me up, though. But the judge gave her the harshest sentence he could. Back to spousal revenge. So this type of filicide happens when one parent is mad at the other one and kills the child to seek revenge on their spouse. So, so obviously. They're using their child as a pawn, and it happens a lot during custody battles. Oh, that's gross. Thank God it's the least common form, but still like 4% of them are this. Yeah, I really just hate that overall. Yeah, that could just stop. That'd be amazing. Okay, so the third category is when there is an unwanted child. The case that Resnick discusses to explain this type is of a woman who was mentally disabled, and she found a man who asked her to marry him. However, he did not want to keep her children. So she tried to bring them to an adoption agency, but they said, no, we don't do that. Like, we don't take your kids back. Like, that's not how this works. <laughs> so she murdered them with a hatchet. Ooh, I'm sorry I left. It's okay. The fourth type of filicide is accidental death. And this is where a parent may be reprimanding a child and it goes terribly wrong. This mostly happens when a child is under one year of age. And I think that this category also 
factors in like when really tired parents of new babies accidentally leave them in cars and they die. Oh yeah. Okay. Things like Mm -hmm. that where it's a complete accident, but it's still like at the parents' hands. Didn't that just recently happen this summer? Like a father left his children in the car and he just completely happens all the time. Well, that one I can actually see because I think I could also if they were like really quiet, I could totally forget that they were because they're just like fogged. I could. I'm just I'm tired. No, I mean, it's definitely terrible. But like if a parent is that exhausted, then like I can see it as all of these types. That's like the most. That's the one I get. One that you would understand. I get that that could happen. Everything else is fucking terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's still terrible, but it's less terrible. I don't know. Okay, so the last type of filicide that Resnick discusses is one that happens out of psychosis. There is no real reason for the murder, and it can happen due to hallucinations or seizures, etc. Resnick also states that often it's a combination of these that results in the death of a child at the hands of their parent. So it's not necessarily one or the other. A lot of times it's like at least two together. Resnick brings up another idea. That most mothers will not kill their children with weapons unless it is a state of psychosis. Most mothers, if they are committing filicide for one of the reasons one through four, would poison, drown, suffocate, or use another type of less graphic method of murder when it came to murdering their children. You know what's interesting? I can't remember her name, but there was one case in the 70s or 80s when it could be covered by mass media where a woman shot her three children... And then herself in the arm and then pretended that there was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I remember that there was case. a shooter that came in the car, her, right? Yeah. In like the car. Like yeah. And two by, of them. But it was like her boyfriend or something. Was two of the, it was her. And two of them survived. Two. And I thought like, only one of them survived. No, the boy survived and he is was a paraplegic and the girl survived and positively identified her mother as the shooter. Oh. Oh, right. Who covered this case? I want to say either morbid I or crime junkie. Honestly, don't think I heard it on a podcast. I think I, I watched it on was, Investigation Discovery. I 100%. I, it was either morbid or a crime junkie. That, okay. Both both are awesome. Shout out to you. I both. definitely watched it on TV. But okay. it was intense. And that one was covered by the media. And she went to the media and was mm-hmm. like, somebody came and shot my car. And yeah. blah, 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 blah. After, after they took away the, the kids, she ended up finding someone and getting pregnant again. Oh, she already had someone, but that someone didn't want her kids. That's mm-hmm. why she did it. Yeah. But she then she fits into that, that philo- oh, yeah. philosophist. I don't know. One? What are they called? Philosophize. <laughs> that was number three. Yeah. She's in three. She's a number three bitch. But that was interesting that you say that they. They typically don't use weapons. Right. Well, yeah, because they'll use less Mm -hmm. graphic terms because it's still their kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So after reading Resnick's types of filicides that he coined, I suppose, it's not unbelievable to me that Tracy may have had a hallucination or some other type of psychotic break that led her to murder her son. No, yeah, I can see that. After reading all of those and seeing that that's a common form of filicide... I mean, I feel like when reading the case the first time, it's like, okay, this bitch is making up an excuse because she murdered her son and she like doesn't want to get caught mm-hmm. for it. But it really could have been like a blackout, a psychosis, a psychotic break that led her to do this. Yeah, it sounds like everything was building up on her stress-wise and she, everybody has a breaking point. Not saying that once you reach your breaking point and murder somebody, it's fine. Yeah. But I... 
you know. I, I don't understand it, but I see how it could have happened. Right. And in that case, was she sent to prison or a mental institution? Prison. Mm. She's still in prison right now. I mean, that's okay. But I still feel like she should be given the help that she needs. Yeah. 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 I don't know. This I mean, you're America. not wrong, but. America. Yeah, America. Hmm. You're right. Did you guys hear that California has outlawed private prisons? So that's really awesome. California is on the right track. Let's move mm-hmm. to California. Yeah. I'll drink to that. Okay. Anyway, so I have to get my creepy voice back on. There is something that I didn't tell you. Bum, bum, bum. So the reason that I decided to cover this case is not just because it's an upstate New York case or because I found it interesting. I did tell you before that I do have a personal connection to this case. And that personal connection is that my friends, our friend Dalton, who did our theme song. Yay, Dalton. And his wonderful fiance, Nina. We love Nina. Nina. We have a pic right now. We're staring at it. Yes, we love you, Nina. Go on her Etsy. She takes beautiful photos. But wait for a um, photo shoot of us in the future for our podcast. We love you, Nina. Shout out at Nina. Um, So the two of them live in the very apartment where this crime took place. Whoa. What's the rent? <laughs> <laughs> they actually pay uh, them Honestly, to live though. There? Oh, is it the same landlord? Yes. So when Nina told me about this case, I could not resist turning it into at least a mini-sode for our podcast. There weren't a lot of other suspects. I think they did question more people, but it was kind of like it was the mother all along, so it doesn't make for a super long, interesting episode, but... Investigation Discovery could definitely stretch us in a half an hour. Yeah, probably. (laughs) There's also one more thing that I didn't know because it wasn't in any news... News reports or in police records or anything but when i talked to nina she told me about this so nina's dad collected the garbage for the deli and for the apartment above while the zechis were living there and when this murder took place he would go and collect the garbage every sunday but the sunday following the murder when he usually picked up the trash he didn't nina's younger brother was being baptized that day oh bless up (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry what yeah so her her younger siblings were being baptized that day and so he was too busy and he didn't pick up the trash it's not confirmed by any news stories or articles or anything like that but it's believed that the reason that tracy was sitting on the porch and why she was noticed by neighbors and why she was noticed by her sister-in-law is looking distraught and why they came over and found the body is because she was sitting there waiting for the trash to be picked up. Ooh. She had noticed she had noticed that she had noticed that the trash hadn't been taken and she was standing there and she looked so scared because the murder weapons were inside the trash. They were gonna find out. And so if Nina's dad had picked up the trash that Sunday as he normally did, he would have disposed of the murder weapons and they would have never known that her blood was also found on them. Oh my <gasps> god, Nina's dad solved a murder. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's like, really I know crazy. Him. It's like it's like from Elf. <laughs> Nina's dad, I know him. I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. So congrats on your it's murder crazy, solving skills. Right? It's crazy that that was never in anything and 
literally no other podcast would ever be able to say this but i feel like that's like the full body chills moment of this episode is like it was almost unsolved yeah do you know what that means that it's really important sometimes to not do your job yeah (laughs) yeah so guys that's my whole mini-sode i really enjoyed that story i mean it was a cut and dry case but the i it was really interesting yeah i Um, just think it's so cool to think like that some of my best friends literally live in that apartment it's cool but also and she knew him and like i've been there and i want to do a ouija board and see if he's there no i have one in my basement right now and once john threatened to get it out and my mom flipped out i love ouija boards no i love them that's literally the worst possible thing no all right why don't you do that with evan far far away you guys can just (laughs) stay there by yourselves forever no they can't do it at that apartment i sleep there sometimes and i don't want that to please don't do ouija boards okay i'm sorry psa don't do ouija boards you don't know what you're fucking with you don't know what you're inviting into your home and that's my case (laughs) what's our caboose ladies and gents and ladies i don't know that's an interesting question you have on your mind if you were to murder anybody oh who my god what a terrible <laughs> question tyranny about an hour ago when she spilt an entire glass of wine all over the fucking table and then just sat there laughing until she cried although honestly i, I came up with an immediate answer and it's purely based on fantasy football Go. it would be antonio brown because <laughs> joe's team has antonio brown and i fucking hate i'm the him. one that beat you no i know and that was I great. I beat Shelby in fantasy football. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It was really fantastic because we were projected to crush her. I say we because John joined the second before the game started. But <laughs> she was. And then she came back from. And I beat her by a lot. By I think like I had a the, lot. I think I had the highest scoring team that week. Is oh, it too late to quit the podcast? Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be sued, but I hate all. The Patriots are doing just fine. Speaking our of pockets. that. What's a good New England drink? You can cut this part out. But like clam chowder and vodka. Ew. <laughs> yes, baby. Some Cape Cod seltzer. That's it. There's a lot uh, of drinks. I just don't feel like thinking right now. Okay. I have a good frozen drink that I got at a place in Cape Cod. Okay. It was like a f- <laughs> That's a really cool story. I'm really glad that we that was figured the end it of it. Out. <laughs> like, All right, bye mom. Bye. Oh Next my week God. on Dead Drunk. We're just going to roast the absolute fucking shit out of her. We roast cheerleaders. <laughs> I was a cheerleader. We roast Katie. Really? I feel like you guys do that on a regular basis. True. <laughs> really? So was there a fat cheerleader as well? There was a few. Yeah. There's always one. That was my thing that I just couldn't get over is that everybody would come out and then like the fat one would come out and you'd be like, oh, Sharonda fucking. She Does was Sharonda like- also write heartbreaking dramas that she's going to put on TV. Sharonda rhymes. <laughs> Shonda rhymes is child. Sharonda. <laughs> no, but she was a bad bitch. Like she, the bitch flipped. The bitch threw me like a motherfucker. Let me tell you that. I'm like. Well, the one at my high school is named Shamika. So, oh my gosh, these are such great names. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any cool names like that. I'm sure there were, but I didn't know anyone, so um, it was fine. Holy shit! What is that? Should we cover People that case? Fight over crab legs at local buffet using tongs and swords. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on Dead Drunk, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna literally go into a Chinese buffet and fight over the crab legs. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Chinese buffets at my local mall in Albany fight with each other across the food court. They scream at each other. It's really funny. I want the ones in the Galleria to do that too. That's, I think they should like start they making passive aggressive signs. I think that they totally do, but I like to walk around in a circle and chase both their chicken and clearly like, one of them is better. Yeah, make one of them a pick though. You have to look at them in the eyes and be like, or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just put your thumb out like you're sentencing them to death in the gladiator <laughs> ring. Duh. You still don't buy anything because now you're stuffed from three pieces of chicken you got from the local Chinese place. Right. Oh, I like to pick the one that definitely knows what I'm about. Like the one that's like four ninety five for the chef special and you get like lo mein and chicken. I'm like, you you saw me and you knew that that's what I needed in my life. <laughs> right. I'm so sorry. This no, has nothing okay. to do with you're anything. Fine. It's Let's a mini set get anyway. <laughs> Let's get back to business. and then katie threw the mic and everybody cut out as i was gonna say let's get down to business to defeat the huns huh my brain replaced it with trump to defeat (laughs) donald trump So please make sure to give us a five-star review if you are listening on Apple. It really helps us out. And any comments that you have on there also really help us out. Follow us on our Instagram at Dead Drunk Crime. We're also at Dead Drunk Crime on the Twitter, though none of us really know how to tweet. If you recreate our drinks that we make any of the weeks, please tag us on Instagram because we would love to see what you make. Go to our website at dea drunk crime blog for any of our sources or any additional information that you might be curious about on this case and please email us case suggestions at deaddrunkpod at gmail.com all right bye mom <laughs> bye <laughs>